For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into the Friday edition of Prospects and Props. Just Chris Schubert here with you. Apologies for no shows over the last couple of days. You can probably hear it in my voice a little bit under the weather. Just getting back into the swing of things. Jamie Eisner also under the weather. He will return back with us here on Monday. So, But didn't want to leave uh, the rest of the week in flux without any shows. I know we did shows on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, sick the last couple of days. But wanted to at least close out the week uh, by closing out our conversation discussing the odds over the top three picks. So that is what we are going to focus on here today on the show. The number three overall pick odds right now. That pick slated to be with the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll talk about the where the odds sit what the Cardinals may or may not do with the pick, and then maybe my opinion on what ultimately is going to happen here. And I will tell you, we've had some massive movements uh, just today. We're recording this show on Thursday for Friday release. The odds today on the number one overall pick have been bouncing all over the place. There's been a, a fun back and forth of uh, Bryce Young was the favorite for a little bit. C.J. Stroud back to being the favorite now. Uh, he sits currently minus 195 on FanDuel with Bryce being plus 140. So lots of movement in that direction. There are a lot of rumors circulating about Bryce Young potentially being the pick uh, at number one for the Carolina Panthers. So again, we talked about it uh, in the conversation on Monday and again on Tuesday. We're in that silly season. We're in that time where things are going to be bouncing around all over the place. And there is chaos because it is an unknown. And I think you're seeing that play out uh, in the betting market. So the overall odds uh, for the number three pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. And again, I'm using FanDuel's odds here uh, to dis- to uh, I'm using FanDuel Sportsbook to uh, source these odds for this conversation. We will start. Uh, Anthony Richardson, the favorite at minus 150. Will Anderson, edge from Alabama at plus 300. Will Levis, plus 600. C.J. Stroud, plus 2,000. Same as Christian Gonzalez, corner from Oregon at plus 2,000. Bryce Young at plus 2,500. Texas Tech edge Tyree Wilson at plus 2,900. And Jalen Carter at plus 4,000. Those are the eight names uh, that are uh, brought up in uh, at least these odds for the number three overall pick. And I think what you see there that maybe be a, a bit of an alarm bell for you. It's probably the launching point of the conversation that we're going to have here today is that Anthony Richardson is considered the favorite to be the number three overall pick at minus 150. And doesn't that feel a little odd considering the team that is picking number three, that being the Arizona Cardinals? So what does that tell you? Well, that probably tells you that FanDuel, at least, or the betting markets seem to indicate that the team picking at number three may not be the Arizona Cardinals, and they are the 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 wild card in all of this. Houston could be a wild card if they choose to 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 not go with a quarterback, right? And we, we're keeping our eye on that. But the true wild card, I think, because stands to reason that it's going to go quarterback one and quarterback two. It stands to reason that the Arizona Cardinals, who don't need a quarterback with Kyler Murray, are going to be the linchpin of chaos here in the 2023 NFL Draft because they could stick and pick 
They could trade that pick to another team that wants to move up, maybe get in front of Indianapolis to get a quarterback, maybe in front of Seattle to get a quarterback, maybe in front of Detroit to get a quarterback, or it's Seattle or Detroit that want to move up in order to get a quarterback, right? They want to get in front of Indianapolis, have their pick of who's, who's, who has ever left. Maybe Tennessee at 11 loves a guy and want to make sure that that guy uh, is there and they'll move up to get him. But there's no way that if the Arizona Cardinals are sticking at the number three spot, that Anthony Richardson will be the pick. So the fact that Anthony Richardson is the favorite is heavily indicative of the fact that people don't actually believe that the Arizona Cardinals will be sticking in that spot. And that is indicative on by who the number two favorite is. The person in the second spot is Will Anderson at plus 300. So there, there's your juxtaposition. If the Cardinals trade the pick... The, f- the favorite is Anthony Richardson. If the Cardinals keep the pick, number two on the list, Will Anderson. That feels about right. I don't know if I would have Anthony Richardson to be the, the favorite at that position, but I think the two quarterbacks that are listed 1-2, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, would be the two quarterbacks that I would put down. And I do think Will Anderson is the overwhelming strong favorite to be the guy for the Arizona Cardinals. But that's where all of this hedges. What are the Arizona Cardinals thinking? What are the Arizona Cardinals trying to do? Do the Arizona Cardinals feel a willingness? Do they feel a need to trade out of number three? Do they feel as if they are a team that needs a lot of help and it is best suited for them to take advantage of being in the number three spot? Similarly to the way the number bear, the Bears felt about being in the number one spot and what they were able to turn that pick into. And remember, there were reports that the price that the Cardinals were setting uh, a while ago for the number three pick was similar, if not almost exactly, what the Panthers ultimately gave up to move up to number one. They didn't feel like there was much of a difference. So that's why they moved up to number one. So did the Cardinals feel strongly about trading down, gaining more draft capital, not just for this year, but potentially for next year as well in the form of a first-round pick? Do they feel that that is the right course of action for them? Do they feel that that is the thing that sets them on the best course moving forward? And you're dealing with a general manager who is a first-time GM in his first year with a team now, you got a team that has had an executive that's been around for a pretty long time. You can guess on how they will feel about a certain situation. You can guess how they will feel, what direction that they would be leaning towards going in. But with Monty Ossonfort, the new general manager in Arizona, he is an unknown. He's a first-year executive. He's a first-year general manager. He's in an interesting situation. And for those that are wondering what direction the Cardinals are going to take, I think the decision of what to do with the number three overall pick who they pick if they stay at the number three spot, what they get in a trade if they trade the number three pick, all of those questions will tell us how Monty Fort and how this organization feels about Will Anderson, how they feel about the players that they could pick at number three, how they feel about their franchise at large, how they feel about what part of the life cycle they're in. It will give us our first glimpse into how they feel. Because they are entering 2023 with a quarterback that's going to miss some level of time coming off of the injury, a team that has holes on every level of every part of the field, all three levels on defense, need help on the offensive line, need wide receiver help. I mean, they need help everywhere, probably other than the quarterback position because they've invested there. And so does Monty feel that there's more value in the total package of multiple draft picks both this year and next year rather than just drafting Will Anderson at number three? Because again, they're not taking a quarterback if they stay in the number three spot. Do they feel strongly about Tyree Wilson? Do they feel strongly about Christian Gonzalez? Or would they rather have a bunch of picks where they could get potentially a Tyree Wilson if they only fall back a certain number of spots? Where they could potentially get a Christian Gonzalez if they only fall back a number of spots? 
right? They could potentially move down to maybe five or six and still get a Will Anderson. Do they feel that that is a better um, haul, a better use of their assets that as they as it currently sits, than it would be to stay in the spot and pick Will Anderson with the number three pick? And then you have to ask yourself, if they do make a trade, who are they willing to trade to? Would they be willing to trade in the division to Seattle if Seattle's extremely interested in moving up for a quarterback? Do they want to hand-deliver a potential franchise quarterback to a division rival that you play twice a year? Is there a certain length of spots that they would be willing to go down to? I know if it's me, if I'm interjecting my personal opinion here, I would trade the pick. I I love Will Anderson. I think Will Anderson would be a different maker, but I think this team can get impact pass rushers. They can get more draft picks for this year and next year, and they are not going to really be competitive in 2023. Kyler's going to be coming back from the injury. How many games are you truly going to have with him being the quarterback? Set yourself up in a big way for 2024. Get a bunch of draft capital this year that you can invest in young players. Set yourself up for more draft capital next year by trading out of the number three spot and put yourself in a very, very, very good position to address a bunch of needs. And you can still get a pass rusher as far as if you fall a couple spots down. Now, I will tell you, I would try to stay in the top 12. I think that's a nice sweet spot to try to stay in. So Tennessee 11, I'd be okay with that. Trading down with the, with the Raiders at 7, I'd be okay with that. You want to swap with Detroit at 6 or Seattle at 5, I'd be okay with that. The Colts want to move up one spot and you can get additional draft capital, great. Then maybe you could trade down again afterwards. I mean, there's a lot of different permutations of this, but I think if you're looking at this from the long-term perspective and the long-term stability of the Arizona Cardinals, the right thing to do would be to trade out of number three, get a haul of picks, still pick in the first round of this year's draft, hopefully inside the top 12, like I said, get that impact pass rusher, get that impact corner, use the other picks that you've gotten in this year's class from the trade and the other picks that you have to be able to set yourself up for success. That would be the path that I would chart. That would be the direction that I will go in. But we will learn how Monty Ossenfort feels about that idea. Maybe they are in love with Will Anderson, and they absolutely don't want to risk any opportunity to to pass on a Will Anderson type. And they said, that's our impact pass rusher. We're going to check that box. Doesn't matter what you can offer us. This is a team that currently has four picks inside the top 100. If they were to make a trade... They would probably do, obviously, a pick swap, so they would still be picking inside uh, the first round. You don't think they can add an additional two or an additional three along with picks in 2024? So you're telling me that they couldn't add one or two picks to this four picks inside the top 100? You're potentially talking about five or six selections inside the top 100 for a new front office, a new organization, a new GM that wants to absolutely put their mark, put their stamp, put their seal of approval on this team, have it be molded in their image, Four, you know, five or six top 100 picks can go a long way in that regard. A lot of great players could be acquired. So that's why I would chart that course. But I love the way that this is laid out from the odds. From a non-quarterback perspective, it being Will Anderson, Christian Gonzalez, Tyree Wilson, and Jalen Carter tracks. I will tell you that if this if this told if this was 2023 NFL Draft Arizona's pick. I would put a little bit more on Christian Gonzalez at plus 2,000. I think at number three, it might be a little rich, but I will say if they fall down to maybe seven, Christian might fit really well there. If they fall down to 11, he might be it might be a great pick there. But this is who is going to be selected with the number three overall pick. I think it's really one of the quarterbacks or Will Anderson. I think that is where this conversation ends. I think Arizona is either going to stay in the spot and take Will Anderson if he's there, or a team is going to move up for one of the quarterbacks. Now, there is 
the Galaxy Brain scenario where Bryce Young goes number one to Carolina, where the Houston Texans only liked Bryce Young and they said, you know what, we'll, we'll wait, we'll kick this can down the road, we'll, we'll set ourselves up for success, ne- success for next season in the draft, and we'll take Will Anderson at the number two overall pick. Then all of a sudden, Christian Gonzalez has some value at plus 2,000. I will say, though, Tyree Wilson would probably be my hedge in that regard. See, to me, if you believe, if you are sitting up there, that's what we do here on the show, right? We, we, we tell you what we're thinking and how it transitions into uh, these bets, right? If you are of the belief that the Cardinals are going to stay at the number three spot, that they aren't going to make a trade, right? And, and you believe that no matter what, they're not, the, their value is not going to be met, they're going to stay at number three. And Houston takes Will Anderson at number two. Man, I think Tyree Wilson is, is some good value at plus 2,900 right now. Because I do think the Cardinals believe that the pass rush is one of their top priorities. It's one of their biggest needs. And so to me, that feels like some good value at plus 2,900. But I think you're capped at this point where if you believe um, that the pick's going to get traded, I think you got to put all your shekels behind Anthony Richardson or Will Levis being the pick. Because those are the two quarterbacks that feel the most likely candidates. The two quarterbacks that feel that they will be in the most likely position to be selected with the number three pick. Now, again, you got to find a dance partner. You got to talk to Vegas. You got to talk to Detroit. You got to talk to Seattle. You got to see if Tennessee is going to move up from number 11, right? You need another dance partner in order to make this go. And so that's the other part of this too, is the Cardinals may, may, or may be sitting up in their rooms right now wanting to trade this pick, but they need to get the value that they feel it's worth. And they also need to get somebody that's willing to come up and make the pick. And there are probably teams right now who want to see what happened with number one and number two. To me, this screams a draft night trade. We will see how the board plays out at number one. We will see the way the board plays out at number two. And then, if there's a player on the board that a team goes, okay, our guy's still there, Bryce Young's still there, Will Levis is still there, Anthony Richardson's still there, C.J. Stroud's still there, they'll then make the call and move up to the number three pick. That feels like uh, the, the course of action that the Cardinals are going to take. A little bit of a shorter show here today. Again, just wanted to give you guys some level of content here to close out the week. Still dealing with a little bit in here uh, in the chest, a little congestion. Going to try to get uh, through the weekend and be ready to go for next week. But I will tell you, we've got AFC win totals coming next week, and we are going to add another prop to the list. The first wide receiver drafted. Who will be the first wide receiver drafted? We will have that conversation, and I'm sure you can guess at that point where we're going to go from there. We will discuss more positions as well. So we're going to take the weekend, get a little healthy, uh, drink some uh, drink some nice. Uh, Quill, some day quill, feel a little bit better, and we'll be back with you um, on Monday. But appreciate you guys joining us here on the first week of the show. Again, apologies uh, for missing those two days. Jamie and I both a little bit under the weather, uh, but again, wanted to give you guys something here to close out the week. So if you could, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast as we continue to grow this, uh, and we've got some great content coming for you here uh, down the road. So appreciate everybody making this show a part of your day. Everybody have a great weekend. We've got AFC win totals, and we got the first wide receiver uh, taken in the NFL draft. Those props come to you next week here on the show. So have a great weekend. We'll talk to you all on Monday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.